Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. And I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to be talking about the new Marvel movie, Eternals, uh, which uh, just came out this weekend. Um, I think it was this, no, was it this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was last weekend. Ago. Okay. Recently. Weekend. Yep. But so, at least we've all seen it now. And this is your final warning, your first and final warning. Ahead, there'd be spoilers. We're gonna spoil shit. So if you don't, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want to be spoiled, yeah, go turn watch your the movie ship into a 180 and get out. Yeah. <laughs> and then comment. No matter what, send us Come a back comment. And give us a comment. We'd love yes. to respond. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, who do we want to start with here? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Jenna. Yes. What did you think of Eternals? So this is a movie I absolutely would have loved, loved, loved as a kid. Like it has everything in regards to a variety of different sites, a very complex mythology a little bit of love story because my favorite romantic movies are not romantic movies but movies that happen action movies that happen to have romance in them like terminator um so it's it's great entertainment awesome fight scenes great great fight scenes and we saw it in imax so it was even like more epic but the storyteller in me I wish they would have made it longer because I think they did not lay enough emotional groundwork to make Icarus and Cersei's relationship and bond believable in the beginning, like why they hooked up. And I don't think they laid enough emotional foundation for Sprite to be in love with Icarus. Agreed. They didn't, they certainly didn't on the latter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, um, for me, Druid and I forget her name, the lady who sign languages. Oh, um, that was uh, Lauren Ridloff who played uh, Makari. Makari. That felt more, that evolution felt more natural to me. Yeah. And seeing that, that felt more natural than Cersei and Icarus. I don't know was why. It, was it more on-screen chemistry it seemed to work in a shorter period of time, you think? or? Well, it's I guess because they didn't make quite a big as of a jump. Like, you can tell there's an affection there. There might have been moments in the past. But mm. there is a kinship in personality. Like, I felt like Icarus and Cersei's relationship was almost a Jean Grey and Cyclops type of lead. like they're both the just alpha goody girl and alpha goody boy okay yeah I could see that so which doesn't make for a very 
compelling emotional romantic story that you can really believe in the two of them at all i mean they were together for five thousand years and i just think there's most of five thousand years but yeah yeah i mean i just felt like there was probably more on the cutting room floor that would have showed this buildup of why he even fell for her Mm -hmm. and why he left well, he left because he said he knew the story. He knew right. the true purpose. He couldn't he knew face her every end. day. Yeah. He couldn't keep the secret anymore, knowing uh-huh. it was getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And knowing that she w- if he told her, she would fight it because she loved the planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She, since day one that they land there, um, yeah, she was like the closest to the human beings there. So, so I'm sorry. That Should we cover the synopsis real quick for anyone that that hasn't well i guess if you're watching this you should have watched it by now but yeah um, chris you want to take us through a synopsis yeah so basically what what this is about this as jenna gave you kind of a timeline there five thousand years ago from current day no no, um, no. they they came so, at seven thousand they were seven thousand five thousand bc ish okay five thousand bc ish uh so several thousand years ago um they're the dawn creator, of humanity dawn of humanity their creator um basically sends them to earth 10 of them um uh i have their names here uh ajax cersei icarus kingo sprite uh fastos uh makari druid gilgamesh and thena um sends them all down to earth to uh battle these uh creatures they call deviants which were basically uh kind of hampering uh, humankind a little bit. So they were kind of sent there to, to equal the balance, if you will. Flat out eating um, them. Let's yeah, flat out eating like the humans and stuff. Humans. So oh, they were God. there to kind of level the playing field a bit and uh, save humanity so that they could progress forward. Uh, you find out later on in the story, which we'll get through in, in conversation why, but uh, uh, basically in this time setting, even through uh, Thanos and all the other crazy stuff that happened on planet Earth, um, these uh, immortal eternals, each with unique special powers, uh, have been walking among us, if you will, like Clark Kent, uh, you know, uh, from Superman. So guiding, guiding our development. Yes, and protecting us where it's needed most, but not really. And yeah, yeah. guiding our development and kind of shepherding the technology a bit. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the uh, Eternals uh, special gift was technology and building things. So it, it it seemed like the way they told the story, you know, every couple of centuries, a few centuries, he would kind of present to them a new invention that helps them move forward kind of things. And uh, they early, earlier on, they kind of joke about a plow, you know, being like one of the things that they invent for the uh, yeah, because he was going to. He was going to give them a steam engine. A steam engine, right. And they're and like, they, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the lady who leads the Eternals, Ajak, played by Selma Hayek, mm-hmm. um, she says, well, wait a minute. No, this is way too advanced. Yeah, you got to go slow early. with this too thing. Soon. And he goes, all right, here's my other idea. And it's just a, a manual plow. plow pulled by oxen, you know. So they're like, this is great for the village over their way, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, one, one key thing that kicks the story off that the movie jumps front forward and back through time, it kind of leapfrogs through different eras to clarify maybe questions that you have as you go through the film. Um, one, one key thing to note is that after a few centuries, they defeated the deviants, or so they thought they were no longer there. So their purpose was basically to not return home and stand around. Uh, they were just to wait and observe 
And uh, if the deviants ever return, which they didn't, at least not until the, the events of this film, uh, they really had nothing to do. They were to, they they ended up splitting ways due to differences in how they felt um, whether or not they should intervene in things that hu the humans were doing, uh, preventing wars, things of that nature. Because um, point to add, they think yeah. they're from a different planet. Yes. We come to find out later that's not Olympia. the case, but they believe. Yeah, they're they there believe they're from, from Olympia. Um, so at, at some point, all they're waiting for is to go home. And uh, over time, that starts to wear on them. So uh, this movie kind of cover, covers a little bit of their trials of the centuries as they go through that. Um, their ultimate splitting up, if you will, some of them uh, mutually, some of them not so much. And uh, that's kind of where the film starts to take place. Right. Okay. And um, so, you know, the, uh, the thing that kind of confused me is, so they, the, um, this leader or the, uh, the, the God that created the Eternals, mm -hmm. um, Erishim, uh, right. He's, he's a celestial celestial, yeah. right. And so the, he created he's the, even higher than a celestial though, or I guess he's just the grand primal celestial. Uh, yeah. I think he is the, original supposed to be the original celestial mm -hmm. okay so he creates initially he creates the deviants right and he sends them to earth to take well, out the apex predator so that humanity can evolve well this is stuff we find out later on in the movie like this is related to the big yeah. secret that at That's ajax the twist. found out and that uh oh what's her name uh cersei not cersei the the first, the high eternal. Ajax. Uh, no, yeah, Ajax. Sorry. Yeah, Ajax. Was, yep. Yeah, this is uh, the high eternal knows the truth. And uh, that is that they are not from Olympia. They are create beings that were essentially very advanced robots created by the celestials. Mm -hmm. But I then, thought we knew that the deviants were originally sent there to help no, them. They no not initially okay. to eradicate the deviants to help the plant the the, right. the population yeah. of earth yeah well, we i just thought later earth. was that he's the one that put planets. them there yeah we find out later that they're the ones that put them there in the first place okay so they think this is their first mission yeah, yeah right right and uh so uh here big spoiler territory the truth is that our Arishem, the celestial that created them and sent them on the mission and that they're reporting to uh, is, is not shepherding the uh, he one created the deviants to uh, in the first place that they're hunting and supposed to be eradicating he created them he created the eternals to uh, kill the deviants because he made a mistake with the deviants the deviants uh, evolved to right. uh, consume intelligent life, and they aren't there, there, or the Eternals aren't on Earth to shepherd intelligent life, the humans. They're there, well, they're there to shepherd the intelligent life because what Erishem really seeded the planet with is another it, celestial. And mm -hmm, that right. is the whole system they're protecting is uh, the celestial's uh, kind of high, uh, germinate in a planet and need that intelligent life on the yep. planet to develop and grow 
And then the celestials themselves will create stars and worlds with intelligent life. Galaxies. Yeah, it's it's world building at the expense of like all intelligent life and technology built on a planet. All of that fuels the seed, if you will, that 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 being Mm -hmm. uh, that gets born, and and that trade off for that existence is all that life on that planet. And then yeah, the Earth is like an egg, and when the celestial is mature it hatches out of the planet and just busts it like an eggshell mm-hmm. and then it's so, good by humanity right so that's the thing a good summary we can get to the plot letter chris what was your or bill or linda whoever's next what was your like thoughts uh, on the movie? i'll go because mine's pretty no. quick i liked it um they they uh they did the jumping around thing pretty good on the timelines i thought uh, I've mentioned on this podcast before and things like The Witcher, I wasn't a fan of that, mm-hmm. but that's also because it took a while to kind of learn tricks to figure out where the hell you're at in time. Yeah. This one did a really good job of just kind of laying that out there. Um, and to your point earlier, Jenna, about um, not having enough time to build out some of the relationship between the characters or just having a lengthier movie, I, I do wonder if if there's a a cut because that's the thing these days Mm -hmm. of extended scenes where there's more history there more things maybe that they would have filmed at i think that would be kind of cool to see because i did enjoy a lot of the flashbacks and different because you can do whatever you want with them in any time over the last you know few hundred years it could be interesting here on earth so um i like what they did with that but it was also interesting that as long as they've been there everything that they kind of flash back to was still pretty recent there was Mm -hmm. nothing and and it's probably because anything prior to the last three four hundred five hundred years is probably pretty dull but you know i liked it it was a seven out of ten for me yeah i thought it was um i thought it was good uh it was um cinematically cool to watch um pew, i really like that pew. yeah <laughs> i love that oh yeah. i love his character kingo yeah yeah um it i didn't really have uh, or develop any emotional attachment to any of the characters though so you know, when they died, it was like, yeah, okay, you know. Oh. Um, and so for me, it was kind of like the movie was more like emotional popcorn, I guess. You know, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of investment in the characters. It was fun to watch. You know, it was it was great entertaining, uh, great entertainment. But uh, I think it's... Uh, there just wasn't a lot of emotion in there or, or psychological revelation or. I have a, I have a thought on that. Yeah. I wonder if that was highly intentional because where Marvel left off in the last couple of films, last few films, maybe were very emotional between the the last (laughs) Avengers movie and everything. Everybody kind of got kicked in the nuts or they, you know, they had their heart (laughs) ripped out or whatever. And I suspect this could have been an intentional departure from that to get back to more entertaining, more action and things like that. And, and who knows down the road, they might get really deep into some of that stuff again, but the last few Marvel movies were really, uh, you know, they, it was like deep, you know, yeah. right. which well, means we, we, we kind of grew to get accustomed to that though. And now when you expect it, now it's not, now it's so. not there. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a yeah. weird shift. It's a little bit jarring. Yeah. Maybe uh, my know. wife, my wife described it as a Marvel movie for people who don't like Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that might, you know, that's, that's fair. And, and uh, fair. I've also said, I didn't like the dependency on other Marvel movies. 
uh, and some of the other ones where you really had to know it, and you really didn't have to know anything for this one. And, right. and I enjoyed it for that fact, so I agree. It's it's in the it, Marvel universe, but it's there just a- is that. But at the same time, it was it was also very much taking place on a world after like Thanos's snap, and they acknowledged yeah. that. Yeah, they yep. did, and that leads to kind of my problems with the movie is like where the hell is everyone else yeah, yeah all the other superheroes yeah just anyone right. yeah like, so where your what were your overall thoughts then if you're done bill yeah go ahead it's it oh sorry yeah uh i liked it i thought it was fun i uh i appreciated where they had the humor in it uh the world building that went into it uh and frankly the Eternals. I didn't know anything about them going into this. I this I didn't either. Neither. Yeah, this is something that for once I went into blind, not knowing what to expect, because I don't didn't really know much about the Eternals, the Celestials, other than their big, super powerful beings in the universe. So it was nice to get a new take on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big. My, my big complaints i guess is that yet like it's good that it's unconnected from the other stuff mm-hmm. but at the same time it was too unconnected because you'd kind of think that dr strange at least would know something about a great big celestial thing growing in the planet or show up when it started <sighs> erupting yeah, like that worldwide earthquake definitely mm-hmm. would have set off an alarm somewhere in Avengers Tower, and yep. we would have at least seen uh, maybe Rhodey come in or rocketing in in the War Machine armor, only to get swatted out of the sky. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's be honest. Once the it started to appear, it went really quick, all things considered. And where they are on the world, it would have taken hours even for Iron Man to fly there. But not Doctor Strange. No, yeah, not, not Doctor Strange, Strange. But we don't know no. where Doctor Strange may have been because simultaneously could be the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll have to do a little explaining as to where everyone was when this went down. <laughs> and, and I guess my other big thought is, God, it's got to be tiring for the non-super people of Earth. <laughs> I think if, if anything, it would make you more angry the non super people who's like, I really want to be a superhero, but that's not possible because that's all fantasy. So whatever. But now you know there are superheroes, and you could have been a superhero. Well, but yeah, fuck you. N- you can't not angry, but like just consider what the normal people have been through in the past, just yeah. like fifteen years on Earth. A, a rich guy shows up, and he's got <laughs> now got this awesome suit of armor that every year or so he gets in a armor fight with one of his billionaire ex-buddies and they level a street on the west coast or something and that's good tv yeah uh, a and then a great uh, some gods attack a town out in arizona and a big green monster breaks a bunch of the military hardware and that's just good reading on the front page news but then <laughs> oh god aliens attack new york and level half the place and just a handful of years, <laughs> and then a sentient AI that one of these assholes created drops a levels city. a, a, a <laughs> Eastern European country, and then another alien comes and snaps half a people out of existence, and then the Avengers come back and 
snap half of them back into existence, causing God knows what uh, supply chain problems. You think we've got it bad now? <laughs> yeah, and, and you got at the end about- of this movie, a giant goddamn face splits the sky and says. Y'all be back to judge all of you, and then disappears. <laughs> yeah, like therapist has to be a good line of work in the MCU, right? Uh, psychology is doing the the mental health industry is doing very well. In oh yeah. MCU. What about you, Linda? What'd you think? Oh, I was just happy to see the Stark boys back. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, Did you guys yeah. uh, stay for the uh, stay long enough to see the two little shorts at the end? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. So what's that Stark is basically going to be Stark again. So you know, <laughs> right? But apparently, uh, Blade has found yeah. him for whatever reason. Say again. But apparently, Blade has found him for whatever reason. Is that Blade at the end? Yes, that is the voice of Blade. They've. You, Okay, that's interesting. Why would he like that? Oh wait, because I just I was actually doing a little research on this, and it's uh, his character is the Black Knight. The Black Knight is supposed yeah. to be Black mm-hmm. Knight, and yeah. he he was looking at the Ebony Blade, and apparently, uh, they've had some dealing that characters had dealings with vampires before, so maybe that's how that fits in. And it might have been his uncle. So there's oh, going to be that to be whole, his uncle, yeah. Yeah, Dan is estranged from his uncle, with who may have been the one to have the relationship with Blade, and may have sent him there to check on his his nephew because Cersei, remember, she's she she doesn't have the balls to tell Dan the world's ending, but she's like, you need to contact your uncle. You need to make up with him. All right. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Do you suppose he had a hard time saying I love you, Cersei? I mean, Cersei. <laughs> Cersei in <laughs> Game of Thrones was <laughs> Yeah, okay. too many tie-ins there between the Yeah, names. it's just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you you gotta admire him though. Like his girlfriend gets taken and he's like, okay, time to pick up the magic sword and go uh kill me a god, I guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> i mean that's, that's i well, imagine okay. if she's got that many years of experience the sex must be excellent so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he's hanging around for yeah he's just like there's no point living anyway so if she's not here i mean <laughs> mortal women all ruined for him exactly so so what's will... what's he i don't understand what he's gonna do at this point so he's got this sword I, What's I he know. gonna do? Hop on so a my, one of Bezos' rockets and fly <laughs> through space to go chase our airship on a giant. I mean, he's probably got us. Stark's what? probably got a few just lying around. He probably does, but uh, yeah. So I was looking into uh, just before this too, trying to understand who his character is supposed to be and being the Black Knight. And then, you know, from being that character, what's his superpower? And he really isn't a superpower, but he's supposed to be a really good swordsman uh, and uh, a really uh, a really good fighter, meaning that he can hold his own against the likes of, like, Captain America, I guess. So, 
Um, but he's also resistant to magic, and that's yeah. really important in this new. Yeah, the blade gives him a bunch of abilities and can cut through pretty much damn near anything, including magic shields. I was reading. Really, so that should be pretty interesting. So, we'll, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't see that he's been cast for anything more yet, or what the plans are for that. But clearly, they don't drop something like that into a movie without clear plans of wanting to do something. So, right. He may make an appearance in Blade. It's kind of all up in the air right now. Yeah. I, I had, mean, I... Oh, go so, ahead, Linda. Um, all the images I see of, like, the premiere and everything has got him with the cast. So, I mean, I don't think they do stuff like that without having a future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Linda, what did you think? She said she liked it. Besides uh, the two Stark uh, yeah. boys. Yeah, I was... I okay, The yeah. redeeming quality was definitely the Stark boys. Um <laughs> Otherwise, you, somebody said they didn't think it was long enough. I thought it was too long. <laughs> I felt like it was never going to end. So, yeah. Uh, another good thing. Another role in the MCU for Patton Oswald. <laughs> was he the leprechaun? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was that guy was hilarious. The end scene with Eros. Right. <laughs> Now, I had a couple oh, of questions about the, the show that I didn't understand. So at the end, that uh, deviant crow, the leader of the deviants, right? The, the mm -hmm. main deviant there. He actually teams up with um, uh, Icarus to fight the, the other Eternals, right? So that that. No, no, no. He teamed up with him. He didn't team up with him. Yeah. I like he was showing up to absorb. Yeah, he was yeah. showing up to absorb the rest of them and then kill the... Yeah, he was just trying to take advantage of the situation, but it wasn't oh. like an official team-up. Because his whole okay. thing, he wanted to, he would have killed them all. Okay, So all right. All right, so that answers that. And then my oh. next question... Oh, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait, I do want to acknowledge that that was Bill Skarsgård, who was It, the clown. Oh, really? Oh. Dang. Huh, Interesting. Yeah. Well, what did you think of that fight? I, I thought you would uh, really like the character of Athena because you're an Angelina Jolie fan. Yeah. I hope I can do 40s half as good as her. God damn, she's still hot. It's not fair. Well, that was my other question was with, with Athena. So she's got this illness, right? Some sort of a mental illness because of all of her memories. Was she not wiped like the rest of them? She, no, remember they, they said wrong. they tried to wipe her, but something went wrong. Yeah. yeah. And oh. so they it was didn't a side memories. Yeah. yeah, none of them knew that they so like when they were wiped to go into Earth, obviously something didn't go completely a hundred percent for her. Okay. Yeah. So she that's why she could remember the last planet. But right. the Aldida was flashing back to that. Yep. Okay, so but she, I, I didn't see a whole lot of that coming into play. I mean, there were a couple of scenes where she kind of mm -hmm. went crazy and then started attacking her own team. You had to well, and that was, time. yeah. And they tried to explain it as some kind of a mind fracture. Yeah. Uh, uh, but basically you're broken and you, you snap and you kill everybody. But... Yeah. You, the, <laughs> the way that Ajax was explaining it was, mm -hmm. Uh, she'd lived too long and the weight of her accumulated knowledge had driven her mad. Yeah. Okay. But, but we come to, to find out later what, saying. yeah, we, we come to find out later that what she was rambling on about uh, actually led to what, where the plot kind of turns and you find out that 
the Eternals are actually created. And this isn't their first planet that they've been to. This isn't their first mission. They've done this. And they kill the numerous times. The they, they kill the planets of the shepherd. Um, that's what Thena was remembering. That's what Thena was recalling. And that's why she kind of snaps a little bit. Um, their memories aren't. Yeah. And, and, and technically their, their memories, while they're wiped, they're still kind of what, like containerized. Where yeah. did that guy kept keep them? Yeah. He kept all the memories mm-hmm. for analysis or something. That was weird. Um, yeah, that was weird. Um, you, you'd think uh, his his best his better process would be a clean like like fresh new memory sticks or something. You know, like right. why are you <laughs> take I, out the <laughs> SD drive and put yep, in a new one? Put in a new one. <laughs> like why why wipe it and just keep doing it? Even even we know in technology today, oh. you can erase a hard drive and sometimes. Don't get the all the full data. data off. God, this is such a <laughs> pain in the ass. I can never get these things in the right way. The first <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he wipes it the way he does. He's like, it's too hard <laughs> to do the other lazy. thing. Yep, just Fuck lazy it. work. Um, yeah. I really, drag I the really files liked... onto the desktop and drag <laughs> new ones in. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked uh, Fina's character, and what I also enjoyed about it is as prominent of a star as uh angelina jolie is they didn't really hone in too much on her everyone kind of got their fair share of of action and screen time and while they still made her important she wasn't overshadowing any way it was like the perfect balance you have a a cast of you know 10 uh 10 eternals these 10 elite warriors uh everyone seemed to have kind of a maybe an equal type of share Maybe with the exception of uh, Makari, Lauren Ridoff, who played the the sign language one, I would have liked to have seen more of her. Uh, But she did have her epic moments, you know, when I thought it was awesome when uh, the emergence started happening and the the beings started coming out of the planet. And they were like, you need to find it now. You need to find where it comes. And then she takes off running. And like, (laughs) if we thought she was fast before in the movie, no, you find out she's even faster than that. And she comes bolting across the planet i thought that was pretty epic which made it believable that she could hold her own with icarus and i think icarus had no idea he never stopped to consider i can't move my laser eyes fast enough for her (laughs) she she pushed she can absolutely hold her own and i thought that was i thought that was awesome so i felt like they kind of made up for that lack of screen time getting Mm -hmm. closer to the last quarter of the movie there so i love that she was a klepto too (laughs) <laughs> yeah so oh man i can't remember which character but one of the characters basically made everyone or made everyone on set learn sign language for her that's macari i think macari yeah no, no, Macari. No, one, one of the actors oh one of the other actors sign language it? for her oh wait what do you that would have been interesting to say yeah wait what do you saying because she already she's actually mute she actually speaks in sign language herself yeah that's what yeah I'm... he's saying another actor though made everyone made else, everyone else on made set everyone else learn to oh. learn their sign language yeah. so that she didn't have to okay have a translator all the time yeah yeah like everyone could talk to her like well, i can't remember I made it a lot, actor lot did it. yeah seems like it would take a while to pick up sign language though I don't think it would. You don't because I mean, it's one of those immersion things. Once you get in there and you're forced to use it. Well, and there's sign language and then there's shortcut sign language. So I think mostly what they were using was yeah. general 
shortcut sign language, not the actual spelling out of every word. Did well, you that, notice that? You usually don't yeah. do that with sign language. There are actual signs for most words. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what they learned, not the hard to learn. <laughs> so, yeah, because it would have taken way longer to figure yeah. stuff out. I so mean, who were who were your guys' favorites? I like Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, he was yeah. good. Yeah, he was one Gilgamesh. of my favorites. Oh man, Gilga <clears throat> like I my favorites were Gilgamesh, uh Kingo, and Fastos. Okay, like, yeah, those my, three were my favorites. In, in order, Kingo and Gilgamesh for me. And uh, um, let me find that name here. Uh, yeah, Fastos. I, I like what I like how he built things. The technology, right? You get hard. I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, King Kingo and the whole Bollywood thing was yeah was his, absolutely amazing. He was living his best life as an eternal. Out yeah, of them finding them finding him in uh, Bollywood, Bollywood yes. modern day was yeah. my and, favorite part of the movie because they my, just let him go for five minutes. They did. They let him go for like for like five minutes, and not only that, when they explained that his uh, his right hand man uh, Karun. Yeah, uh, his 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 uh ballet. assistant Belair, whatever. Uh, when when they explain to him that like, oh, does he know that you're an eternal? He goes, oh yeah. At first he thought I was a vampire. He tried to kill me several times. <laughs> and then I have a snake through my heart. heart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> tried to stake me through the heart. I thought that was great. It, yeah. and it was just like a casual thing. So he ended up like being that, pretty funny. That Karun character was one of my yeah. favorites too. I was How hoping many he was. How cameras do get, you have? Always oh, going to get up. killed. Yeah, and he had a camera every time a camera because he yep. was filming. Uh, the the hilarious part, I think, was when the, one of the battles they were in near the end. Um, uh, Kingo is uh killing one of these deviants, you know, and uh, but this I guess it gets on where he's like charged yeah. it up and then shoots yeah. it right, yeah, in the it face. gets on top of him, he's holding his power, letting it build up, and then he releases it and blows the head off, and all these guts. Oh, me, got that. And, and he just hollers <laughs> out, please tell me you got that on film. I, I got it. I got it. Yes, I got it. I oh. actually I actually like Sprite because I feel like they spent the most time with her character development because she was mm -hmm. in love with somebody she couldn't have and she didn't want to stay. She wanted to grow up. She didn't want to always stay young. So she gave all that up to mm -hmm. be norm normal mm -hmm. human. It would suck. It'd be as you know as bad as being a, a child vampire. But yeah. yeah, she basically they had to at least let the audience know why her betrayal right. was understandable. Yeah, and that's yeah. something I really like. That is where I feel like the characterization in the movie was top notch because they didn't all fall in line like the right. avengers right uh right. everyone had their own motives Problems. for doing what they did and kingo's character just flat out yeah uh, fails peaced yeah, out he did at the no end. and i thought for sure he'd like come back yeah i thought he'd have like an epic thing where a... he you know he's flying in there or something like that and like shoot somebody from behind at a critical moment and and it does something no he never shows no, that back never up. happened like never that happened. was just his character's I was waiting choice for and everyone was cool with it. Like yeah. afterwards, they're like, "Hey, yeah, we all chose what we needed to do." I I was a bit surprised though that that given that he knew what was going to happen to the planet if it failed, 
yeah that he still didn't show up <clears throat> and it was either you know maybe for him it was just important to be with maybe people that he's grown to love in that period of time and what he thought was probably going to be the final moments why fight to death if you're going to die anyways i'm just going to go be with family and friends or something in their final moments or what but it was like dude yeah. they could have used you i, I yeah. was kind of surprised that his porter was still cool with it too yeah Not i just you like, know i hey fuck I you dude <laughs> yeah i expected at that point that his valet would say you know what we're done i'm staying here i'm gonna help these guys up there's probably nothing i can do but yeah yeah know, maybe he would change I can it throw yeah, rocks. goes mine yeah I right can throw rocks. and i'll be filming <laughs> right right okay i'll document it i'll get a goddamn pulitzer if they pull it off <laughs> i i do appreciate that all of them had different ways of speaking obviously from blending in or or erish and purposely programming in that mm -hmm. way and Druig's was the most interesting accent to me um and i just checked in the actor is from uh dublin ireland mm -hmm. yeah it sounded he sounded irish so Mm -hmm. yeah it was a very subtle thing though because i my my cio at work is is from ireland and mm. it's it's much more prevalent yeah it wasn't a play on druid? druid that's what i was thinking yeah oh yeah yeah because no, we've got athena mm -hmm. obviously eighth athena mm -hmm. i'm guessing the, the gilgamesh is an obvious a. reference icarus so I kind of thought that they were going for Druid with him, and that was where the word would yeah. have come from in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This power was creepy, though. Like, really kind of didn't like him for quite a while. So let me ask this question now. So there's obviously going to be some follow-up movies here. But do you think, and, and of course, uh, some of the Eternals at the end, went off in their spaceship to go find other Eternals that are fighting these deviants mm -hmm. on other planets where there's these celestials, you know, encased in the womb of the planet, ready to be born. And they're going to educate them as to what's going on so that they can make an intelligent decision as to what they want to do. Right. So I'm seeing that you know, as with the Eternals on Earth, there's going to be some that are going to want to support the Celestials and allow them to be born and the world's destroyed. And there's going to be some that want to stop the birth and save that particular world. Um, do you think at some point that there's going to be a massive war between the two different sides of the groups of Eternals, some that are on the side of the Celestials and others that are on the side of the respective planetary systems and there's going to be a big battle that way and maybe resulting in the death of the celestials or so where do you think this is I, headed i do i i could see that happening where there's this this build-up i don't know how you'd write in the story for that but i'd also be curious to know how deviants would also play into that mm-hmm um because we've seen that they've evolved i'd be curious to know if there's other planets where um the eternals failed what happened to those yeah right you know um yeah i that's a question i could see a war happening um and and maybe that's something earth gets caught up in again that the avengers need to take part of mm -hmm. uh to to help battle against other eternals yeah know. this is yeah this is marvel's cosmic area so 
we might see the Guardians of the Galaxy getting involved with this. Uh, we've got the Marvels that's coming up uh, that'll have Captain Marvel and uh, the new other character we were introduced to in uh, WandaVision, along with Prob and Nick Fury's out there working with the Skrulls. So all mm -hmm. this stuff is happening in space. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have the other stuff going on with the multiverse. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I think I think Marvel has uh, broken out of the uh, Earth as a battleground um, kind of thing. And, and once you go to space, you can do anything anywhere. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, but at the same time, we've now stepped into a universe that's so big. Um, how much is too much? Yeah. You well, know, how many different timelines do give we it, need? Give it all to me. <laughs> <laughs> so and like, like everything I wanted when I was a kid, and I don't regret it at all. <laughs> right. Now, the other question I had, and um, shit, I think I just lost it. <laughs> I, I have one. How do you keep the Black Knight and the Dark Knight separate? I'm confused uh one's dc more one's marvel there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember what it was so if you're the celestial guy and you've got these deviants all over the place that you've got to get rid of on all these different worlds and you're making these eternals that are going to go battle them right mm -hmm. when you have a group of eternals that is highly successful at destroying those deviants wouldn't you just clone them and send them to all these other worlds? That's what he's well, doing. Those he is? So in other yes words, no, no, the other successful. Eternals are different. That We see that at the end because it's uh, the that one shows who up, comes the to other them one. is Eros. Right, but yeah. he keeps using some Eternals over and over again. We don't know which ones yet, though. Like, yeah. their group, Ajax said she's helped, been helping Erishim for millions of years. They've been helped, their group has specifically helped for millions of years develop mm -hmm. celestials and destroy other planets so there be could be many copies of isis or uh not isis but what was it? icarus out there many uh, versions of or he's just got Tina. different groups like he's yeah it could be different, different groups and then once they're done powers. he recycles them elsewhere but yeah, at I any mean, given time there's only one of them maybe deployed if you're painting minis, you don't paint the same one over and over and over again. You, <laughs> you, you're always painting a new mini. No, but you're also not sending the mini into battle to fight a war for you, right? Yes, you if are. You're, you're totally doing that. That's exactly <laughs> why you make the minis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you've got a if you've got a guy like Icarus with the the laser vision that's very successful, and he succeeds in all these other planets, and you've got you know, an infinite number of worlds out there, you're not going to try to design an infinite number of Eternals. Why well, not I, just, you've already he, got this mold, let's no, stamp he, a few of these not, guys out. Uh, and they're not going there. to every planet. No. Like, uh, only certain planets are seeded with each, or with uh, Celestials. Yeah, but I it looked like a, a lot scientist, of them. Bill. He, What's that? This, this god is a scientist. He collects data. He wants variety. He analyzes things. So, of course, he might create a variety of Eternals to see what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? Like, yeah. how do they react? What is this power performed? He's, he's testing. But isn't, 
isn't he supposed to be all knowing? Wouldn't he? No, he's know? not all knowing. He's just all designing. All yeah, if he'd have been all knowing, he would. He definitely would have stopped him before they killed uh, Tiamat. <laughs> he's not all knowing. So I, I think it's just he's a mad scientist who looks at the big picture. Okay. All right. So Jenna, what was your question that you had put in chat earlier? Okay. So as our final question on Eternals, uh, definitely was being forced to watch this in the theater worth it because this was not simultaneously released like Black Widow and uh, some of the other Marvel movies. So should they have released it in both? And, you know, are you excited? So it's kind of like the theater release and are you excited with the way this has continued to blow up the Marvel universe for us going forward? All right. Uh, well, I can go, go ahead, ahead Chris. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, I was disappointed it was not simultaneous release because they've proven that it can work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there are other factors uh, that drove them to not do that. Uh, I, for one, though, did go see it in theater and in, in IMAX uh, with you, and it was great. I mm -hmm. actually enjoyed the experience. I, I'm a big movie theater goer guy, so I didn't mind it. But I think that uh, everyone not being able to share in that experience right now uh, was was not a good thing. I think there were so many more people that probably could have gone gone to see it in their own home uh, when it came out and, and shared that experience with everybody. Making them wait really wasn't worth it i don't think it would have hurt theaters so all that much yeah so yeah i was um Agreed. i wish that they had released it on streaming at the same time um we did obviously go see it in the theater but only because we were going to talk about it on the podcast you didn't so. hoist the jolly roger <laughs> yeah right right no i didn't um but we went to the theater we watched it there and um you know i was a little bit nervous about doing that just because you know the covid infection right here in nebraska has really jumped up in douglas county weeks. Uh, douglas mm -hmm. county especially uh it's it's uh doubled and it's still still on the rise and so i was nervous about being in a theater with a bunch of other people and uh, but we went to an 11 30 show today and there was besides Lynn and I, there was like four other couples, I think in the theater. So mm -hmm. everybody was pretty well separated. So it felt fairly comfortable doing that. But if we had gone to a primetime show and it would have been packed, um, I wouldn't yeah. have felt really good about it. Oh, so well, how is, my mask. So how is it different though, than going to the, the show we did as a group a few weeks ago, the show we did at Alice's. That was about right. At least three weeks ago, and the numbers weren't nearly as high as they are now. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you kind of play it by ear, week by week, yeah. based off of what the data says. So yeah, but it's right. based off that choice. You have the choice to decide whether you're going to go or not. Uh, if numbers are high or low, when you do this in the theater the way that it does, the, the way that they did, you don't really have that choice. You either go to see I, it or you don't, and right. it could be a really bad time to go. Yeah, and the, at least the, the the theater that we went to down in uh, Kansas City, uh, they it looked like they revamped their HVAC system and had uh, scrubbers and whatnot in place. So I, I don't know if they actually did any of that or if they just hung up some signs. Yeah, uh, no one's really mm. checking on it, I guess. 
but uh yeah our theater too there it wasn't exactly a packed theater we basically had a whole row to ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it wasn't when uh when we went either so um it was it was fairly empty i was actually surprised maybe people didn't spread out or they still went to their assigned seats but you could have sat anywhere yeah, uh, the theater. people who sat behind us were supposed to have two rows between us. Yeah. I think they moved. Yeah. So, and then like another group of people sat one seat away to our left. I'm like, it's an IMAX. You have all of this room. So like basically there was only 10 of us in the theater, but we were still pretty close. I tried to space us out. And what time, uh, what what time did you, what showing did you go to? What time? 6.30 on a Tuesday night at Westbrook's. Okay. So, oh, wow. but yeah. no, I'm like saying like, it was a great amount of people. It's the fact that they didn't take the initiative to That's... sit either where they were supposed to yeah, or buy tickets further away. Yep. Yeah. That's why I wore my mask. <laughs> yeah. No, we kept our mask on too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's, it's those kind of decisions that you can't control everybody. So that's yeah. where it's just kind of, you play by ear, but, but again, um, that's the risk that you take. And I don't appreciate right. um, when you've already made a decision to do, do that with your other films, just continue it through the rest of the year, see how right. things are going in 2022 and deal with it. It's not hurting your, your, your uh, bottom line all that much, if at all. Right. You know, I think it goes back to the issue with ScarJo. I think the contracts that were made probably pre-COVID right? Uh, and the ruckus that turned into and the fact that maybe the Disney is not adjusting the payments to the stars to reflect the simulcast. Uh, they're trying to avoid that. And they had much more of an all-star cast this time around. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. Upsetting I, them could have yeah. created much more issues. Like I, we're not. I mean, it's it's Disney. We we saw what they did in, in reaction to the whole Black Widow thing, and just basically, fine, you're done, you're out. I well, I, I mean, even if you had that many stars, I don't know. That's I, the, I, I still wouldn't trust them. Yeah, but that was a that was Black Widow's ending movie, mm -hmm. whereas this is supposed to be the kickoff for a whole new uh branch of the story they've got like who knows how many movies they have tied up in these characters coming up and if they were to try the same thing they did with black widow with angelina jolie on the cast in addition to the stark boys and Selma the other Hayek recognizable and... faces they had uh, they're gonna piss off all those people and get maybe get sued 10 times with the star power of angelina jolie I, behind it i could see it happening i really could yeah they could and they could tank it it's it's just it's because they can take it it's because of how big they are is, is yeah. why i they can take it but the real damage might be to like whatever movies that blows up down the line that's instead of millions of dollars in damages it's billions of dollars in box office sales they're sacrificing just write something else and Rus like and then what who are you losing because they don't trust you to do right by them like the russo brothers it's it's in doubt that they will be willing to work for disney again because they felt they can't trust them to 
fairly treat the contracts or be willing to adjust as needed for the COVID in the situation. Like there, there's any number of actors to actors that Disney can hire for upcoming movies. Like there's always people hungry for that. But sooner or later, if nobody trusts them at all and they're just going to screw over everyone, uh, you're not going to get a very good turnout for Avengers 5 if it's the bean counters who are starring as the new Iron Man and <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah, it'll be interesting it, to see how this continues to develop. But I thought it was just nice to be in a the theater again. I'm not going to lie. The smell, I walked through the doors and smell of popcorn. Yeah, I remember that specifically, like walking in. I'm like, ah, that's popcorn. <laughs> mm, butter mm. so much butter so definitely if you can if if you feel comfortable and with the risk and want to wear your mask and you can find a good night to go where there's maybe not as many people go, go see Eternals it's just fun classic movie cinema magic good watching yeah, yeah. I had a good time yeah yeah <clears throat> all right well um thanks thanks everybody for um jumping on here and talking about this tonight and uh folks uh tune in next time we'll have some interesting discussion uh lynn and i just got back from uh steampunk convention in madison so we can talk about that a little bit and um also uh we've been watching a couple of us have watched the new finch movie so we'll probably talk about that and I'm sure there'll be some other interesting developments between now and then as well. So tune in next time for some more fun discussion. Uh, until then, take care and have a good week. And Seth, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, you can find us at galacticdriftwood.space. Uh, that's our website. And you can listen to us on any of your uh, favorite podcasting platforms, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, watch us on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and you can also find us on SynergyNation.net along with many of our sister shows, including uh, The Weekly Geekly and uh, quite a few others. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again, folks, and we will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.